0: Let's talk about your morning. How's it been waking up? How's it been waking up ratioed, Jay? What's that mean? Ratioed is a thing where if you tweet something and you get more replies than you do retweets, it's generally bad.
1: Oh, really?
2: Yeah. You haven't checked your Twitter, (laughs) have you?
1: Oh, I've seen it all. Hey, man. Whatever. Hey. uh, So here's what happened yesterday.
2: Yeah, talk to me about this.
0: episode 34 proper of the green light pod i am joined by my esteemed co-host uh pre-pandemic uh post-pandemic mid-pandemic uh my support system my friend
3: my virtual co-host making gunner it's great to be back with you chris thank you thanks for that warm welcome um i like i really appreciate being called a co-host when i think i'm on about Seven percent of the content these days you are a machine my friend
2: yeah the big
3: green machine there's like reading about you on the the ticker on the espn tv channel i'm reading about you on the internet and um taking some offense that your your co-host wasn't mentioned in any of these stories
0: i know i saw that it would have been a good plug to get you in the espn.com
3: We'll have to do something uh, noteworthy today. Maybe Jay will do that for you.
0: Maybe Jay will do it. We're going to have Jay Glazer on today, and that's going to take up most of the show. Uh, Jay broke some news in a way. It'll be interesting to see what he says. I mean, I haven't I haven't heard the context around it. Uh, I, I do know that he feels it was a bit miscommunicated. I, I wouldn't have broke it that way, but uh, we'll see what he says.
3: Yeah looking forward to it he certainly has been trending for the better part of 36 hours at this point
0: some really solid mentions uh under his tweet if you can go scroll through those they're, they're a lot of fun um somebody said i stayed up late to hear the news and now i may oversleep and get fired for my job tomorrow thanks Jeff. uh that <laughs> sums it up there was a lot of that People are having fun with Jay, but I know Jay as being a, a guy who uh, who does things the right way. So I'm sure he's got an explanation for what some people would consider uh, to
3: look uh, look like fuckery. Headline being his breaking news. The subject of his breaking news seems to be uh, getting better. So that's yeah. yeah, that's the main takeaway. Let's not bury the lead. I, although I do
0: wonder, and I'll ask him this: Don't you think? if it was Tom Brady that he was reporting on, nobody would take issue with him reporting the news in this way?
3: 100%. I mean, it's, it's like, hey, guy, you've wasted our time. We thought this was going to be huge. I've never heard of this player. Yeah, if it's Brady, everybody's like, wow.
2: That is big Glazer. news. Thank
3: you, Jay. Glaze bomb. Yes. Agreed. You're right. That's kind of
0: that's screwed up. But on the, uh, on the other end of things I see, you know, I think the, the thing I want to ask him is, did Alan, the kid he's breaking the news about, was he in on the breaking of this news? If he was, and that's how he wanted it broken, then I, I don't see issue with teasing it for 24 hours. Uh, I think it was part of a show.
3: So uh, you got any personal news for me before we get into our 34s? Heck yeah. I just got to decide what to use. Uh, The kid across the street. So the kid across the street is probably 16 years old. Uh, Seems to be a nice kid, Um, but he has a skateboard, and he doesn't use it as a mode of transportation. He uses it to uh, stand on and then do some little jump flip thing, and then it crashes to the ground every six to seven seconds for multiple hours out of the day and it drives me insane. So what I have um, decided to do is a little Pavlovian deal. Uh, you're familiar with Pavlov? Yeah, uh, Pavlov's, dog, stomach, I believe it is. Yeah, so I give him a couple hours. Have fun, get your exercise. When it's like dinner time, and my lovely wife Kate and I wanna sit down and have a nice, peaceful meal, um, every time he crashes the skateboard to the ground and it makes a big noise, I hit the lock button on my vehicle and the horn beats. And so every time he makes an annoying noise with his skateboard, he hears a car horn and he always, I watch him and he looks over. He, last night he looked over like seven in a row. And I think he kind of got it. Like it wasn't like what's going on over there, but he sat down on the front step, looked at his phone as a as a teenager is wont to do. And then eventually he went inside. So that was day one. We'll see what happens this afternoon. You win in but, the battle.
0: I feel good about that. I feel better about yeah. that than your mustache. That's a big win.
3: Thank you. So, yeah, I'm, um, yeah, as a teenager terrorizes me, I'm going to uh, be the uh, crotchety old man across the street doing the same.
0: Why don't you just go sit next to him one day without saying anything? He'll probably think you're a cop at first, but then after he gets over that, he'll realize that you're the guy from Greenlight Pod, and he'll probably just stop because you asked him to.
3: Yeah. Uh, kid, if you are watching or listening right now, please, can you do it, uh, at the rear of your domicile, as opposed to the front or maybe just for half hour a day? Get an edge. sketch, get, you know, watch Netflix,
0: um, read a book, pick up knitting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds massively disruptive. So
3: it is, it has been, uh, Um,
0: my, my one-year-old son, um, Ate a stink bug this morning. Ate one? Yeah, ate a live stink bug.
3: Wow. How is he doing now?
0: He's fine. His breath literally stunk for five to seven minutes, uh, I'm told. And uh, I think that is the ultimate, hey, dad, like, I fucking mean business right now during this quarantine. Like, and if you don't get goldfish or some crackers... I'm going to just eat stink bugs around this house
3: means business for the rest of the quarantine, or maybe for the rest of his life. Like maybe he's just gangster. He, he might be a
0: gangster. Chair. And from here on out, I'm, I'm going to, his, his new nickname is stink bug and it's going to stick. It's going to stick. It's uh, it's it just got a ring to it. So that's my, uh, that's my local news from, from here about four miles away from you. So.
3: Yeah. It was, he, he was unfazed though. It wasn't like, he just got a little protein.
0: Yeah, just a little protein. Yeah, he's been watching like Les Stroud and Bear Grylls eat bugs in the in the in the woods or something at night uh on Waylon's iPad. Uh are you binging anything?
3: Yeah, wrapping some stuff up. Uh Kate and I do better call stall after dinner. Mm. We're nearly current. And um then I stay up later. And that's when I have my, I watched My Guilty Pleasure of Silicon Valley, which was on HBO. Um, pretty funny, a uh, bit lowbrow, a bit repetitive, the, uh, the formula they have going on, on there, Mike Judge show. Very enjoyable. Uh, wrapping that up, I think next would, would be uh, Ozark for Kate and me. And then, Wait, uh, you haven't started I, that season? Nah, haven't started it well, at all. A lot of blood. Okay. I can do violent, that. Violent show. I'm taking suggestions for my, uh, for my late night. They can maybe bury the Bill Hader joint.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, might roll through the curb. Uh, just knock that out quickly. Yep. That's um, what I need to do as well. So, you? Yeah. You, Benjamin?
0: Uh, I just finished Ozark uh, and I'm trying to do this thing called Call of Duty, which um, it's a video game. The kids are playing. I used to play it when I was younger. Uh, and evidently it's much different. I took a couple of years off. Uh, what I've realized now is that playing a video game in 2020 is a fucking process. It's like, it's like uh, making jailhouse hooch or something. It's going to take a few days. Like you have to download one thing and then you have to download another thing and you start the game and you realize you need another download. So the other night, my brother Howie hit me up and wanted to play with me. He said, well, are you getting my friend requests? And I said, yeah, man, uh, I, I'm not getting your friend requests. This thing has frustrated me all week. I've been sitting through downloads, etc. cetera. Uh, he said, take a picture of your screen. He goes, I don't recognize that map on the game, which is where you play team deathmatch or whatever. And I go, dude, I'm in the game. I've got the game on the whole nine yards. He goes back out of your thing and take a picture of the background of your, your homepage. I had been playing three Call of Duties ago uh, for... Five days. Uh, I spent three days downloading it, two days perfecting my craft. My kill death ratio was up, uh, but I was playing two, call, two, three Call of Duties ago. The Call of Duty I'm playing came out in 2018. So that's been kind of what I've been doing. I've been Ozark. I obviously, uh, I'm looking forward to the Michael Jordan thing. It comes out yeah. Sunday. We've got the draft, content is picking up, uh, and and uh, and I guess I'll get, I'll, get, I'll get through Curb. So that's what I got on the docket. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you remember that league we had back when we were in high school, mostly at your parents' basement, some of yeah. my parents' basement, but we had the NCAA football, and then somehow we did a tournament with Hoop too. I don't know if we did best of three or best of five. I think you were K State. Yeah, Kansas State was my team. So essentially,
0: we had to we
3: had to pick a college
0: and stick with them in football and basketball, so we would play the basketball game, and the football game. And I think we arrived at some sort of solution on how we would pick the winner. I think it was like two out of three. But it was like a tournament. We had like eight dudes down there playing basketball, football. Maybe we need to restart that thing.
3: Yeah, we might. I was Notre Dame, which I don't feel great about. They had a, they had a guard back in that probably oh three oh four 4 season. Do you remember who won that league, our I league? Don't. I don't. Frisky. Scott Frisky, shout out to Scott Frisky,
2: Frisky. United States
3: Air Force. Become um, the hardware. Yeah, who, who was he? Do you remember? In, yeah, I do. For some reason, NC State.
0: Golly, uh, now it's all coming back. That was the glitchiest basketball game, but we love. <laughs> yeah, it. we love. Yeah. And I used to, I used to take Darren Sproles, put him out at. Um, I think it was, I put him at X and just run go routes.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 and I've seen triangle, uh, triangle up, triangle, triangle up, hot route, hot route. I've seen clips of our friend Dan Katz playing NCAA football fourteen, and I'm like, okay, man, that does look fun. And then I thought about us playing it, and we were ten years prior our version. I mean, it must look awful. Oh, it looks awful. And and
0: by the way, I stopped into Dan's uh, stream last night to see what all the hype was about, and Dan is amazingly entertaining, because how could you have 30,000 people watching you play NCA 2014? I mean, just watching the chat, there was too much to keep up with. I sat there and I wondered why the graphics look so suspect. I mean, I guess the game's six years old. I had no idea. Big loss for Dan, so prayers to his program. Um, Rambling Wreck. Yeah, rambling Wreck took him out. So this is episode 34, um, and today I have a video to preface my selection.
2: I love football, and I love relaxing. Cause for me, relaxing always includes skull, the smokeless tobacco. Just a pinch between my cheek and gum gives me great tobacco taste without lighting up. Got the sea, the breeze, got my skull, nothing's gonna make me move. Think I'll play some touch, skull brother. Try going smokeless. Pinch is all it takes.
0: Skull brother, that's a real ad. That's, uh, that's Earl Campbell, who obviously is very famous for what he did on the football field. But I, I saw that ad about um, a month ago. I saw it on Super 70 Sports, which is a Twitter uh, kind of nostalgic uh, account there. And I was blown away. There's a lot going on in that, uh, in, that, in, in that video. Not only is Earl Campbell a Skull pitch man, which is wild, That pinch he took was tiny. That looks like a pinch that you would take if I made you dip. Um, Also, skull chewing tobacco. Is it the best choice when you're playing catch on the beach with babes? Because that's what was going on in that commercial.
3: Did he say he was playing catch? I thought he said he was going to go play
0: touch. He said he was playing touch, which could be an issue if that commercial came out today.
3: I think it's uh, it's a double entendre there, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, goal comes to you today in 2020 and says, hey, you're our guy. What are you saying? I'm saying nah, strictly because I'm a Kodiak
0: guy, as you might think. <laughs> but I'm also saying nah because I think it's a bad thing to promote to kids. Like, listen, it's dangerous. It's not great for you. I dip. I dip once a day, okay? Um, you know, stigma absorbed, guys. You can hate me. Tobacco user. Um you know, Skull is kind of the brand you dipped when you were in high school. It had all the exotic flavors. If you're a man in your 30s and 40s dipping Skull Cherry, you might as well just smoke uh, cigarettes that were designed for women. Um, you know, Skull Cherry is is kind of a, a novelty thing. Although I didn't mind the taste at the time, I have uh, I've graduated to being 100% Kodiak wintergreen. Okay. So. I also I have uh, you know I think what were the weird skull the old skull flavors they had some terrible flavors
3: I tried that in high school not not pouches I don't think but skull solely because of you Um, I think my first lip is that is that yeah right mango yeah Uh, was uh, on a on a drive to school where I probably got about five minutes before stopping and growing up out the side of my car and spitting it out and never partaking again, ever. Now, I looked up a ranker. I forgot about
0: all these flavors, okay? Skull Citrus, Skull Berry, Skull uh, Cherry was the one I actually liked if you were into the exotics. Peach, people like peach. Apple. um, I'm not a big fan of flavored tobacco or liquor, although I do like Crown Apple. So yeah, I also am a bit of a, a crown royal pitch man. So I would just say, you know, with Earl Campbell, because that's what we're talking about. He wasn't just a great pitch man for Skull. He was the 1978 uh, first pick, uh, which at that point you made 1.4 million dollars on a six-year contract to be the first pick. It's pretty wild. Um, he was a five-time Pro Bowler, Hall of Famer, three-time uh all pro and then um he had his an 8 year career so if if you look back at it it's, his running style was just exceedingly punishing and you know if anybody remembered he had 36 inch thighs bro like legendary girth bro <laughs> he he was 245 511 245 36 inch thighs Essentially one of the hardest backs I ever had to tackle in the league was Michael Turner. It, it reminds me of that, but on, on, you know, I'm not insinuating that he was on steroids, but Michael Turner on steroids.
2: Um, basically what, what's your hip size Mike? Uh, 33. He's walking
0: around with two making pluses for legs. Yeah.
2: That's I wild. mean, it's,
0: it's, 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 ridiculous actually my my waist is shrunk to 37 out, out wow. of 40. i used to wear 42 inch uh draws as as they call them um back when loose clothing was cool but i truly had like a 40 inch waist okay he had 36 inch thighs he ran punishing he only played for eight years he was uh traded to new orleans as we mentioned a couple uh pods ago that was a weird looking uniform matchup um but he left the game with nothing left. I think when he decided to retire, I read that he he was crawling to the bathroom after a preseason game, could not walk to the bathroom. He struggled physically. He's had knees replaced, four back surgeries. He's had substance abuse problems. Uh, but he's doing good now, supposedly. I was reading an article. Um he, he does compare current day football to wrestling, uh, in that it's fake. Uh mm. I, I think he's got a bit of nostalgia for the for the times where you could just Run through a motherfucker face, as uh, as Marshawn Lynch put it. And actually, he he complimented Marshawn as one of the only running backs that he really likes anymore. Uh, he was invited to the Titans Hall of Fame. He declined because he is an oiler. So a man, a principal, a man who liked to pinch a skull, and a guy with thirty six uh, inch thighs.
3: Great pick. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. Lot, lot to choose from. Lot to choose from. Thirty four. I mean, gone are the dark days of. 26 and
2: 29
3: Mm -hmm. we've gone through a nice little run here are you ready for mine I am in the 2013 NBA draft Chris when Anthony Bennett was selected number one overall Milwaukee Bucks at number 15 selected Giannis Antetokounmpo Hmm. born December 6 1994 you want to feel old and your dude was 5'11", 245. My guy is 6'11", 245. Basketball reference lists his position as power forward and point guard and small forward and shooting guard, which is accurate. Averaged 30, 14, and 6 this year and was the consensus MVP when the season stopped with the Bucks at 53 and 12. Now, I want to read you uh, just a bit from a New York Times article, May 3rd of last year by Peter Goodman. It is titled, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the pride of a Greece that shunned him. As a son of African immigrants, Antetokounmpo was unwelcome in Athens. Then he showed promise as a basketball star. Uh, May I read you a paragraph or two, Chris? Yeah. For most of his life growing up in Greece, Giannis was considered a foreigner. As a son of African immigrants, he was perpetually vulnerable to attacks by racist militants and to threats of deportation to Nigeria, a country he had never visited. His story, the tale of a teenager who could barely dribble, turning himself into one of the supreme basketball players on the planet, is a source of admiration and joy. Yet it is also cause for bitter reflection on the enduring discrimination suffered by his community. Many lament that Antetokounmpo's experience has become fodder for a fairy tale about Greek life in which his struggles have been edited out. White people in Greece now embrace Antetokounmpo, claiming him as one of their own and reveling in his nickname, the Greek freak, as a cue for flag waving. They put him on a pedestal that Jackie obviously, the uh, Greek-born daughter of African-born parents, but the same person cheering Giannis could swear at me on the road there's still a very big sense of invisibility of not being recognized as existing. So this was a story I hadn't really heard about Giannis. You know, you, you hear Greek freak and you assume he has, um, pride for his country and perhaps he does, but I, I wasn't aware of this racial discrimination that, um, he endured throughout his upbringing. Um, it's a really cool piece. New York Times, Peter Goodman, search for uh, Giannis' name, you'll find it. Uh, very intriguing. Such a likable superstar, man. I think if you're starting an NBA team right now, he's your first pick. Um,
2: yeah, forward. which is
3: wild that, you know, with
0: the market he's played in and his personality that he has even recognized at least – Uh, by many to be the best player in the NBA, because it is, you know, for, for a common fan. So, you know, your perception of who the best is is so easily influenced by the marketability of that player. And, you know, it's not throwing shade at anybody else who's playing in LA or Houston or something, you know, LeBron is obviously somebody who's in these conversations a lot. Is he anymore? Is he not? But Giannis seems to be a very popular pick for the best player in the NBA. And, It's fucking crazy to me that he was drafted seven, eight years ago. That's what makes me feel old. Not him being born in 94 or whatever it was. The fact that he's been in the league
2: for seven to eight years, that blows me away. That blows me away. Yeah,
3: 2013 draft. Uh, Also blowing you away should be the selection of Anthony Bennett. Um, I stand by what I told you a couple weeks ago. I think GMs are going to miss less in this NFL draft because they're forced to crunch tape and they're not going to be influenced by who's a good interview and who's not, but they might just not,
0: they, they just, they might leave a couple of diamonds in the rough on the table from a selection standpoint, because you're not going to be able to get out to certain people, but I would agree that it's going to force a hard reset in the way that people do things from a scouting perspective. You know, we also had Bo Jackson here. Bo Jackson uh, and my dad were buddies um, and I can remember Bo Jackson faintly, I can remember him hanging out at our house, sitting at the kitchen table. And to me, this is what was fucked up about growing up in my house. My dad didn't make anything seem like a big deal. So to me, that was just one of his friends over and I wish he had alerted me that that was Bo Jackson. Uh, and, and, and alerted me as to how important it was. Thurman Thomas, great one. Um, we've got, obviously, Walter Payton, um, second best running back of all time. I don't mean that as a slight, but I love to, I love to drive home my love for, for Barry Sanders. Uh, episode 20 is long gone. You had Shaq, Ray Allen, Giannis, who you selected. Chuck, Chuck would have been a great one. We both know Chuck, friend, friend of the
3: program. I thought you were going there. I thought you'd go, Sir Charles.
0: Yeah, it was a little um a little bit of a curveball for you. Yeah. Um and in the NHL obviously you've got Mika Cuparasov and uh John Van Biesbrock. So
3: I mean, John Van Biesbrock I have in my head pictures but not the first name. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, Hakeem the Dream, I don't know if you mentioned among among the hoopsters. Yep. Uh yep. Paul Pierce, Ray Allen.
0: Nolan Ryan Um, is the closest thing to something I I changed this selection for. Okay. Because that video Um, of him putting uh, Robin Ventura in
3: a headlock uh, will live forever. Yeah. uh, About Bo, quickly, Raiders unis and those powder blue Royals unis. Holy smoke. Yeah, he hit jackpot. Elite. Both elite. Pretty amazing.
0: Now, you know who else did pretty well? I think Brian Jordan, if you remember him, the outfielder slash uh, defensive back, he played in Atlanta and St. Louis.
2: That's a bizarre right. thing to even think about. Right. Um, because
3: primetime, primetime was, was Braves Falcons when he did the Braves deal. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he was doing Braves... Cowboys, I don't
2: believe. No, 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 no. Yeah. To be in two separate cities
0: doing pro sports. Yeah. It's almost like if you were doing commercial and residential real estate.
3: Well, um, you know, I, I might have that in my repertoire, Chris. Nice. Uh, nice. For those. Y'all so, can keep sending in- inquiries to my uh, work email address, which many of you have found. I appreciate it. Oh, people have found your work email address. That's right. Have yep. you gotten
0: some weird... Uh, have you got any pod groupies or weird stalker people? Um,
3: I've actually gotten some cool stuff that, that I've passed along to you. Some, uh, hey, check out this band sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not all bad. Guy Ooh. who uh, said, hey, this is stuff I make. You might want to think about it for closing gifts. It was beautiful art. So, hey, keep it coming. So, without
0: further ado, uh, this is episode 34. It is great to be joined by making, uh, because of Zoom capabilities, me and Jay are gonna go mono-e-mono, and I'm gonna press the fuck out of him about his ethical responsibility to break the news like an adult, hard-hitting stuff. Jay Glazer, let's get him on the line. Joining me now, the man of the hour, the 11 o'clock hour, to be specific. (laughs) Jay Glazer, Jay. Wow. Yesterday, you broke news that the NFL season will be suspended indefinitely. No, wait. It was just that one person had
1: correct. No, I did not do that. Yeah, that's the, see that. That's what you do. Hey, what what kind of what kind of background you got going over there? It's green, bro. Is it is it four twenty? No,
0: every day is four twenty. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing about four twenty and people being posers. Yeah. Um, I it's like a high school thing to say, hey, four twenty, I'm gonna go smoke weed. Like people who actually. Well, let me not. Let me not. Uh, Sham- I suck uh, at
1: weed, man. So I'm just. I suck at it. I wish I was. Sham- Although I got, I got my guy Wiz Khalifa's, uh his gin over here because he trains with us. He so doesn't suck at it. He does not suck at it, and he goes in and trains like those guys can't train without it. And I don't get it. I don't yep. understand how they do it, man. I well, have one time.
0: I, I never, I never would do anything athletic with it. I was never like a. You know, I I needed it to to lift or run or. Any of that stuff, but enough oh, about me. Jay. Wait, wait, wait,
1: dude, dude, dude. They convinced me one time, like Jay, we're telling you, just try it, and your training session will be the best session you've ever had. So I'm like, like it'll relax you, and I, I do like CBD for for my joint pain, better than the other stuff I was using yeah. for joint pain. Which my body's been beat up over the years from I started this you know whole wrestling MMA shit in 1982. So I've been uh, I'm missing a few discs, so. Uh, you know, I was like, all right, I'll try it, you know, fine. But I try it one time. Okay, good. And I start, I start. you know, doing my mix with them. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, these guys are right. This is unreal. This is fantastic. And I look around, I turn around, and I see the clock. And I'm like, there's only 12 seconds, God? Yeah, dude. Oh hey, things move slower. Oh, things move oh slower. my god, this is the worst experience of my
2: life.
0: And that's why, and that's why I can't, I can't podcast high because I I lose all concept of, of time, and then I find myself not knowing what the fuck I'm talking about, which is also a problem. Um, yeah. Yeah. But again, enough about me. Let's talk oh, about your morning. How's it been has waking up? How's it been waking up? Ratio, Jay. What's that mean? Ratioed is a thing where if you tweet something and you get more replies than you do retweets, it's generally bad.
1: Oh, really?
2: Yeah. You haven't (laughs) checked your Twitter, have you?
1: Uh, Oh, I've seen it all. Hey, man. Whatever. Hey. uh, So here's what happened yesterday. Yeah, talk to me about this. So here's what happened. So I go on the other night, because I'm doing a show for Fox, you know, Fox Football now, which we're trying to do, and, and I wanted to do to help stay socially connected. You know, one of the things we had, At MVP, we're trying to say physically distanced but socially connected. I wanted to help change the narrative, which we helped, I think, do a little bit because being socially distanced isn't good. And that's not really what we're trying to do. Physically distanced is what you need to do. But we've got to stay connected. So that's why we're trying to do this show is to give people more of a release and an escape there. Um, So I'm on Fox Sports Radio the other night, and we're talking about the show, and I'm about to promote that. I have Sean McVay on it. Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, who's a stud. And one of our MVP combat, uh, we're doing a hero of the week, a guy named John Fulmer, it has an incredible story. And the guys are joking around. So I'm trying to say, wait, no, guys, this is, this is serious. I have something serious tomorrow night. And they're joking around, and I'm trying to be like, no, guys, there's something serious. Like, ah. I have I, I legit breaking news, I have breaking news tomorrow night, but it's serious. Well, they then pull that out and just say, I have big breaking news tomorrow night. It's serious. So when you put that out alone, it's like, hey, 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 look at me. I've got this. Break. But That's not how it was. Well, I go to bed. I wake up the next morning, and there is basically 32 teams. What's the big breaking news? I got guys like from Lorenzo Neal to George Kittle players, right, the spectrum of guys, from owners to head coaches to GM to coaching Right, and I'm like, what are these people talking about? Right, Like, what's, what's going on? So then uh, I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is unreal. I went to go train. I still train just to my, my home gym over here. And uh, it just started taking on a life of its own. So I tweeted out, no, hey, guys, my news is not transactional. It's not a player uh, signing or a trade. But everybody just ignored that, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, my God, this guy. Once again, people started doing ESPN Milwaukee did a poll question. What's my big break in news? My point was, I was putting out national news. It is. A player testing positive and having the virus for the first time that we know is national news. I meant it literally. Like, I have national news, not like, oh, my God, I have this big break in and Yeah, you could, you, in. Could look
0: at, you could look at it like a couple ways. I, I could definitely see why some people are dragging you, and you're my boy. So, I'd, like, I can see why the way it looks, but the way you explain yeah. it is quite different. The context of how you're right. saying it like hey you're joking around with your friends you're like hey no no no, this is serious And that's the problem with quotes and i don't think a lot of people realize myself included that you had tweeted in the in- intermediate uh time period to try to diffuse that situation now the question oh, i would you're have a and maybe, you're and a maybe, jog off
1: too then huh <laughs> you're just a jog off also
0: i know i am but i'm an investigative <laughs> journalist so let's get to no, you on. are yeah oh. yeah oh. <laughs> so, so my, I guess the people would probably ask if, if, you know, okay, having said all I'm that, why hold it for, for a
2: day? You were holding it because okay. of the show.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I work at Fox, dude. I don't work for Twitter. And yeah. I also, like ESPN and NFL Network, they are an immediate thing. So, on Fox NFL Sunday, I break news for Fox NFL yeah. Sunday. If I hear something on a Tuesday, I wait to break it on Fox NFL Sunday. That's what I'm hoping right. for. My show airs. Um last night. But also when I talked to Brian Allen about it, it was to air on the show. Right? That's what we agreed upon. That I would air it on the show uh, and then I would write out an interview later on. Yeah, that's, there, that's
0: that that's the thing, is okay, so that makes sense. If Brian and you had talked about it, yeah. there's some people that are imagining that you're scooping him and just breaking a story.
1: No, no, no. Well, that's the thing, though, I came on with I talked to Brian Allen. And yeah. he was telling me his symptoms. By the way, symptoms were pretty drastic. Um, he said that he actually lost all sense of smell to the point where he would use smelling salts. Nothing. Right Now, smelling salts is what we use when we get knocked out in fights. Right. Right? And that didn't make a dent. And then he said that doctors are telling him, like, it's, it's not going to return for, like, six to eight months. But then another doctor said this. He goes, so... It, he, they don't really know what they're they're, they're telling him. Uh, then he lost all sense of taste, where he has nothing can't nothing. He only feels texture of food. Right. So, but the but also I wanted to get this story out to show that he and he has he has asthma, so he was nervous. Oh yeah. So I wanted to show that he had this and came through the other side, but because everybody wanted this story to be. Odell getting traded to the Vikings, which ain't happening. Unless some that, was fake,
0: that was fake news, was it not? Very, very,
1: very, very fake, yes. So that's the other reason. I, I don't hate it. Games.
0: I did a whole – I did a page of notes on it thinking it was real for a solid hour yesterday, and I actually don't hate it for either team.
1: Uh, no, the, there's so many players in this draft receiver-wise, you don't even think I'm salaried salary like that. Well, if um, I'm
0: Cleveland, that's what makes the, dra- the that trade hypothetically so. Absolutely,
1: attractive. but not for the Vikings. I'm talking about Not that.
0: the Vikings. And that was – you know where I want to see as a sidebar, Odell. One place before he before he retires or hangs it up or whatever would be with a quarterback with a big with with a strong established personality quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers.
1: No, no. he does have one. He has one. Baker Mayfield, very very.
0: Baker isn't established personality. that way yet. I really but like a strong Baker. Strong
1: personality. Strong personality.
0: Is he is he the alpha in that in, in that in that relationship?
1: No, I don't think anybody's an alpha in a relationship with Odell. Look, I love Odell. Exactly. I've trained I've trained Odell. But Odell is, Odell's a brand, and Odell's gonna do what Odell wants to do no matter what. You know, and everybody's trying to take Odell under their wing and you want to because he's such a he's such a likable dude. Um, and he works his butt off, but he's gonna do what he wants to do, and he's gonna kind of listen to the last guy he talked to him. So you'll make a dent when you talk to him, but then when that person talks to him and that person talks to him, they'll make a dent too. He does, he does listening. To everybody and that's part of what makes him great but part of the problem too because right he's,
0: he, you can be influenced but i listen when he was in new york everybody loved him i think this whole narrative started and you know it, it no, just, okay,
1: they, they got a little tired they got a little tired. they got oh, no, the,
0: the players team, got come to too loved them as a teammate
1: yeah oh they do absolutely yeah
0: yeah i mean i'm sure upstairs they get tired
2: but they got tired right, of me let's get the, i'm,
1: let's get I'm a fucking guys. angel hold on hold hold, hold.
2: jay hold let's on, right on a second. hold on <laughs> What you got? Wow. Oh, wow. Breaking news. Breaking news. Skinny Pop
0: just arrived at my front door from Amazon.
1: Oh, that's Big huge. Big
0: national news that's here. Huge. Skinny
1: Pop. For your green room. Yeah, you know what? Let me. <laughs> <laughs> for, for late at night at your green room. But it is kind of fucked <laughs> so up. It serious.
0: is a serious story. I mean, like. Well, yeah, it's, right? I know.
1: And here's the thing is everyone's now killed. Listen. I, I
2: didn't uh, <laughs> hold it. I I did this. I did it for a show. The yeah. show was air. I taped it. And the show
1: was airing the next day. Right. So you're not going to break Fox. it ahead of the show. I get paid by Fox to do television shows. That's what right. I get paid for. So I did the show and then everybody's like and I actually called one of my guys. I'm like, hey, maybe I should get this out earlier. And they're like, no, it'll be fine. Like, you know that's our job. Our job is for a television show, but I but I did try to get people to understand this is not a transactional thing. But I, and I think when, you know, look, my quote was, "It's it is big national news. It is." But I wasn't like, "Hey, it's big national." I was like, I was trying to get these guys. That's to the problem with print.
0: It. That's the problem with print. Yes. Now I'm not saying I wouldn't have done it differently. I also see your side of saying like, listen, fuck. I I just don't think people that read that, and again, you don't work for Twitter. Yeah. They don't hear. Right. Context with which it was shared, and also the fact that Brian Allen knows and and trusts you to break it how he agreed
1: upon
2: it being broke.
1: By the way, the show is originally going to air on Thursday. We take that on Tuesday. Right. And I said to Fox, you know, let's move it up a day because it's it's news that people should know that he came through the other side, which is good because you want to know, okay, it's because eventually it's going to get to NFL players, right? It had to, just like it did the NBA, right? Right. It had to. So now this is like the first, okay, it's getting through guys now. And, you know, the other part of the story, too, was that, and I think a lot of people maybe have not have known, but facilities were still open for injured players. That was essential. Everybody thinks that all these facilities have been totally shut down. They haven't. They've been open for for injured players, for rehab. It's essential. But when that happened, the Rams immediately had to shut down their facility for all injured players for everybody, right? And they're still not open. They're reopening next week. They had a quarantine. They had to test everything. They had to reclean out the facility. So there was that news story. And look, I don't think anybody's doubting there's a news story. What the problem was is that everybody wanted this to be Cam Newton side with the Patriots. Robert <laughs> Robert it's, I think, I think, I think the, it. it's the sick
0: thing, and not in a way that like. Listen, I get it if people want to dr- drag you for a day and it's funny, but like also what I found out here is that even the people dragging you, they all love you and respect you. So yeah. they're like, you know, I don't I don't know that Jay meant to do that or whatever, which is yeah. nice. And I think, you know, like you know, s- sitting here endorsing Jay Glazer. I've known you for years. Like you are a man of integrity. You you do not you, you don't you won't backstab people to break a story. You won't fuck no. people over. That's not your style. Um but I put out about
1: maybe one to- percent of what I know, and uh, because of that, because people trust me. Somebody says, "Hey, I'm going let's talk about. I got something for you, but you can't go with it. I can't go with it. I'm not going to ever screw anybody too. over." Yeah, it, people
0: Trust me too. Yeah. Before we get yeah. to the next um, topic here, and there'll be a smooth transition. Actually, it's kind of on topic. Uh, I do want to break a story. My son Luke ate a stink bug this morning. Uh, well, big national. No,
1: news. no, dude, dude, you're so far behind on the times of that. We've known about that for a long time. Yeah.
0: all right so does the season happen dude because this is relevant you talked about it brian allen has is recovering from covid yeah. he's fine right now right knock on wood. he's not clear
1: he's not in the clear um <clears throat> depending on you're airing this uh he t- so here's what happened he tested positive twice and because the symptoms kept going on he tested again last week and he tested him it, it came positive so first time was over three weeks ago <clears throat> then again last week and he still has it
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so it's not like he tested for the antibody. He tested positive again. But again, and, to
0: reiterate for people as you're describing this, Brian Allen yeah.
2: gave you permission to break it in play that was agreeable yes. for him. Correct. Okay. And and um he he said
1: that he's not going to test again. The doctors basically said you got to wait until you're symptom-free, not the smelling and the taste, because so they don't know when that's gonna come back. But the flu. But he did, he said the flu was. Unlike any flu he ever felt. Right. He said, his, his, and he said it was the symptoms were pretty interesting. He said the symptoms would start happening about five o'clock at night. And then he would get this horrible burning in his throat. And he said that the mucus and the aches were unlike anything he's felt. It was just different. And he would get so fatigued, like he had, he'd have to yeah,
2: that's sit it it down and lay, lay it down. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, um, but it would happen at five o'clock, is when it would happen,
2: which right. was odd.
1: That, that part. And again, I wanted to get this story out for people to hear these symptoms too. Brian yeah. didn't Brian who lives on a rock, didn't know that lo- losing taste and smell was a symptom until his friends were like, Hey dude, you might have this. And he's like, right. what do you mean? So I want people, you know, to, to, really know what these, these symptoms are,
2: but do you think, do you think there would have been it. here? Here's something so he, he needs seven
1: days symptom free is the, the point of the story. Um, and I think it's, Thursday or Friday would be seven days symptom free. So then he's, he's golden. He'll, good he'll get the year I'm, off
0: to I'm sure lost yeah. in the whole thing is that everybody's praying for him and anybody else who has it. I mean, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's terrifying. Well, again, and the
1: fact that he had asthma scared him, but really scary. It, it did, it did, but it didn't, that part of it, the flu like part of it, it was bad for four days, but not anything that really, he didn't, he didn't go down the dark hole. Got it. We all want to make sure that it didn't happen. You know, as, that's as what he is. He's good there, to go.
0: As an aside, Jay, don't don't you what if it was Tom Brady? Do you think people would be as mad at you? No. Which is crazy. Yeah. Th- then th- yeah. so people are just now. I see I do see both sides of the thing. I'm not trying to, but that is fucking crazy when you think about it. That <laughs> if this were Tom Brady or Odell Beckham, people yeah. would be saying, damn, that is big news, as if we're mm-hmm. valuing one person's health over another. I think yeah. it's relevant. I, I, to- I don't,
1: I don't. It's he's just as important as anybody else, man. It's it's yeah. uh and, he, and he's gone through it, man. And again, yeah. the fact that he had, had a pre-existing condition, yeah, it scared us. And and look, if it was like, hey, man, I'm – I would he's like, I don't know, you know, today's so dire, then I would have gone to Fox and said, is there any way we can move the show up? But the point was that he came through it. That's the right. whole point of this thing, that he's right. come through it. And that so, is big national news. The man had it and came through it with pre-existing condition. So I'm, I'm proud that he came on and, and talked with me about it to let people know that Yeah, hopefully this is a sign that you know. Look, we're all we're all about to start coming through this.
0: Well, I think I think it it also highlights the fact that you know even these pro athletes who do seem to be you know access to the best health health care careful they're affluent they're healthy they can still get it and we've known that for a little bit but this drives it home a little bit more and as you're looking at the season I've been saying for a few weeks now um, and and right now it sounds like I'm patting myself on the back it's not something I want to be right about but. I've been saying that the season is probably at least going to be badly delayed. I I don't see how you have a season and and risk a second surge or risk the fact that it's a money business. Okay, gambling is a big part of the NFL. Think about this. (laughs) Who's laying bets down on the NFL thinking that at any point, a star player, a quarterback could come down with COVID and could be sidelined. You know, like that's going to change well, the entire here's, dynamic here's of the, the playoff race. It's going to change. Then teams have to be quarantined.
1: But, what but let's not let's know? not let's not predict. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Okay, we don't know. So, <clears throat> just like I said, we doctors can't, can't tell Brian when his smell's going to come back. We don't know anything else. Like we don't know if. So, like yesterday, I went and got an antibodies test. I'm pretty sure me and my whole gym. Uh, got it in January. I'm, I should not say pretty sure. I suspect we all had it in January. It ran through us hard. Our little fighter, Ava Knight, we almost pulled her from the fight. She was who uh, lives with me when she trains here. Uh, we almost took her to the emergency room, and she was in fight camps, and she was in great shape. That's the sickest I've ever seen anybody with the flu in my life. And our whole gym and our MVP foundation pretty much shut down in January. It just went through us so fast. And I got chills unlike I ever had in any flu. So I don't know if I had it, but I went and got the antibody test yesterday, hoping that I did. And I think if you could start getting those, there's, there's a couple places here in LA that do it. One's a little pinprick, and it's like 15 minutes. minds blood test you get in four days. I think if you can get these widespread, then you can get players and everybody in the facility have them tested, see who has the antibodies, at least them get back. If there's a ready-made test where you could see if somebody has the virus, temperatures, things like that. Then you could put people in an area, maybe have them train. You know, I don't know, though. I don't know. I'm just hypothetical. all No one knows. All no one knows. It. It's all we conjecture. We don't know, so let's not, predi- let's not predict. Let's go about – we don't have to make a decision yet, but let's not make that decision yet.
0: Is right? there? Is not there, mentally
1: is, make a decision.
0: Is there uncir- – well, there's obviously uncertainty, but is there stress in league circles that you've spoken to of, of – you know, like we're very regimented um, yeah. fraternity football. You know, the NFL, everything's scheduled. Everything's very yeah. regimented. You know, we have to know what the plan is for the summer. Coaches especially, God forbid, yeah. it's not on the schedule. Yeah. The people you talk to, are they, are they stressed out beyond, you know, just the, the, the normal amount of uncertainty?
1: Some, no, I think they're, they're dealing with it right now. Some of the coaches are still acting like, okay, we're going to have some sort of camp or OTAs. And his, his, his assistant coach was like, dude, what are you doing? We're not doing that. Uh, but he's probably doing it for his own sanity, you know, trying to make sure he has some normalcy. Others are like, oh, we know that it's just going to be virtual from here on out for a while. so they're all, they're all dealing with it differently.
0: And by virtual, you, you, you mean, and I've read a little bit about this. I mean, people are Zoom. carrying out their workouts virtually, some meetings yeah. and such. Yep, Zoom. So easy to follow Microsoft teams. You could Ferris Bueller yourself big time and just fall the fuck asleep during a meeting and just freeze the screen on you being attentive. I mean, it'd be so Absolutely. easy. Yeah. Some guys I Absolutely. play with are going to love these Zoom meetings.
1: No um, doubt about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what, what about the draft? Are, are you a proponent of the draft going on? I know I am. I don't. If they can do I it am. safely, I think we could use it.
1: Yeah, I am. I know GMs aren't. Um, well, listen, I, if I was a GM, I wouldn't be. If I was a personnel guy, I wouldn't be because uh, information is power. You're not able to get the best information here in this. So I wouldn't be OK with it. I also wouldn't be OK with people coming into my house that I don't know, setting stuff up in my house. Yeah. OK. But I do think we need to stay socially connected. So any sort of you know, normalcy, semblance of, uh, of normalcy we can have here, we need sports is escapism. That's what we are. And that's why I think so many people got mad yesterday because they wanted an escape from the virus instead of giving more news about the virus, instead of giving them an escape like Brock came out of retirement, or a cam sign somewhere, or Brady, something with Brady.
0: Or Chris Long jumped on a 40-inch box.
1: Or Chris Long's kid ate a buck.
0: Yeah, Chris Long's kid yeah. ate a stink bug. I think people would have been less mad about. And by the way, him eating a stink bug—I think wow. was alive this morning—was the, the ultimate, is, like, "Hey, message dad, like this is going to be a long quarantine."
1: I think he's uh, a future contestant on Naked and Afraid. Like, <laughs> he, like, he, he might be. He might be.
0: He might be. Let's hit. Um, let's hit your MVP stuff. I think. Um, I think right now, as much as as any time, as evidenced by the phone call, the Zoom that I was lucky enough to be a part of last night. So, as you said, social distancing is not social isolation. What is MVP and how have you tried to, to highlight that and its right. importance right now?
1: So MVP is a foundation that I started four years ago with a guy I got into the league to, to be the oldest rookie in the history of the NFL, Nate Boyer. who You know who's one of your first guys who went up with you in Warder boys, yeah, and was uh, on your board over there. And, um, you know, when Nate got cut by the Seahawks, I trained him, uh, he ends up getting cut by the Seahawks he actually qualified for Delta. He was going back in. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to move you into my guest house over here. I'll make you my Kato Kalen. and we'll figure something out for you. And, <laughs> and, and MVP, Kaelin, huh? <laughs> MVP came about where, look, I've had a lot. I've been covering the NFL and in and around the NFL since 93. And, um, you know, my little TV wife and my, my, my baby sister, Michael Stray, and I've been going at this for a long time. And he and I have had a lot of friends in this league. When they're done, man, they just go off the reservation, and they're not following the. They're not using the same skills that they had to make to, to get themselves in the NFL for their next step in life. For their transition like you guys are, um, and I and I been trying to help guys. And I'm having a conversation one day with a player's wife, who said, "You got to do something about your boy." I said, "I heard he had pneumonia." She's like, "He doesn't have pneumonia. He is since he's not picked up by a team. He has not left the house in three weeks. Blinds are shut. Drapes are closed." And he's just embarrassed. And as I'm having this conversation, Nate, who's living with me in the house, is in the living room, had the exact same conversation with one of his Green Berets. Guy won't leave the house. Doesn't feel like he has any purpose anymore. Doesn't feel like he fits in society. And I'm like, you're damn right you don't fit in society. Society needs to fit in around us, not the other way around. So I said, dude, Nate, let's put these guys together. Let's merge these vets and players together. Give them a new team to to get again. The biggest problem you have When the uniform comes off, it's, yeah, some guys miss the firefights. I miss being in the cage with with Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell, and as they're getting older, we're we're not able to do as as much anymore. That's why I feel safe and comfortable. These guys feel safe and comfortable there. You share the best parts of your life, that locker room. When you miss your tribe, you miss your locker room. That's when the issues start. And we're able to say, well, our problems are head injuries or our problems are PTSD or CTE. The problems lie in missing your tribe because any problem you have, you could tackle it with your team. So, what we've decided to do is build this new team again. Badasses empowering other badasses and remind people like Chris, you play in the NFL. Am I a lot of curse on your podcast right now? Yeah, fuck
2: yeah. Podcast? Okay.
1: Okay. You play in the NFL, that's not who the fuck you are. Okay. What's behind your rib cage that got you to beat out millions and millions and millions of people? to play in the NFL, that's who the fuck you are. Whether you play pro baseball, Olympics, pro fire, football hockey, that's who the fuck you are, right? And that doesn't leave when the uniform comes off. But too many of you guys think that it does. And same with our combat vets. They go overseas and they do incredible things. And it's be all you could be, right? And they embrace under fire, courage under pressure. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden they come back home here and they're like, oh, I'm different. And our narrative is, no, motherfucker, you're different. Different is good, different leads to success. Anybody who's successful is different. And a lot of us, you know, I've used my own depression and anxiety. I was born, unfortunately, with severe depression and anxiety from day one of my life. I always live in the gray. It's never not there. And it fucking sucks. And the only thing that gets me to see a little blue is to be of service to others. And I've learned this from them. So with this MVP foundation, we sit around and we merge together. The call you are on last night, we had 90 of us being vulnerable. Talking about why you shouldn't put a fucking revolver in your mouth, right? Why we need your around. Why you, sh- there are 22 vets a day that are killing themselves. 22. That number is not fucking okay. Okay. Our number of MVPers who attempted suicide, um, it's, it's up there in the probably 60, 70% uh, of our members since joining MVP. The number is fucking zero, not one, zero, because we make you beholden to your team again. And we also, show you why you're starting to to have these thoughts. We're all comparing ourselves. I got killed on social media last night for something. Social media is is terrible with, it's the power of suggestion. And these vets are seeing other people's lives and all of a sudden, and everybody in society, they're seeing everybody else's life on Instagram and suddenly they think their life sucks. And then these vets see their teammate kill themselves and everybody's like crying for them and loving them. They go, well, fuck, my life sucks. Why not me? Why am I not going to do it? And we're there right. to show you, don't fucking do it. You have too much strength and power. Now, all our vets that have not killed themselves, okay? Every one of them has since saved somebody else's life in MVP and others' lives. Like right now, this virus we deployed, we're actually feeding the disabled that can't get their own food here in, in LA. Over a thousand meals that MVPers have gone personally to uh, homes to help the disabled. If these people... It committed suicide. There'd be a lot more people that weren't alive because of that. So you need to stay alive for your new brothers and sisters, and because your greatness is still ahead of you. And that's what we're there. We're vulnerable with each other. No one's questioning your fucking manhood, dude, or my manhood. The shit we've done. So I can cry openly in front of somebody. That makes me strong. This shit don't make me strong. No, but I would vulnerability agree. Vulnerability makes me strong.
0: Definitely um, your sure. your biceps don't make you strong. Mine might make me strong. But <laughs> But yeah. I, yeah, there we go. But I, I, I do. It's funny you say that because, and I've worked a little bit with MVP. I've been connected loosely yeah. and on cool. the other side of the country. Whenever I come in and see that gym and see mm-hmm. the vets working out with the players, you know, you could see Wiz Khalifa in there. You could see a Green Beret in there. Yeah. You could see Alden Smith in there, who we'll get to in a second. But it's it's a cool it's a cool morphing of different what what are seemingly different walks of life, and there's certainly. Mm-hmm no comparing our walk of life to what the military does but there is a tribe type of mentality so it's
1: the same thing about the like warrior yeah, thing you have back here, dude.
0: and in, in getting to know nate and nate obviously did uh conquering killy, which is another thing we do with vets and players it's very it, it, and in fact it came out about the same time so we were we were on the right track there yeah. and nate's been kind of a common thread so he's an all-star so shout out to nate but as i'm on this call i'm thinking to myself you know, these Zoom calls are great. And I, th- I don't think it's just vets and players. I think anybody out there right now, the best medicine for social distancing is, is, is to connect with somebody. Pick up that yes. phone that you get tech neck staring at all day, scrolling through your timeline and fucking yes. call somebody or FaceTime somebody. Yes. And the sure thing I love about that call last night was, you know, it's kind of like on the airplane when they tell you you have to secure your oxygen mask first. I think that every dude and woman on that call, and there were a lot of them, are people that other people look to for strength at this point in their life. And what's so cool is that by being on that call, you are admitting that you need to secure your oxygen mask first. Everybody on that call needs to be able to help themselves so they can help other people. And that's exactly what I take it as. And I I think it was a beautiful thing and it uplifted me. I didn't say a word on the call, but just listening to people, seeing Ben Garland on there. Seeing um, David Andrews on NFL players on Alden was on there.
1: Hoist Gracie.
2: Uh, Hoist Gracie. <laughs> talk for five
1: minutes. <laughs> uh, you know, and listen, the things these guys open up about, the call you missed last week, we had a guy named uh, Eves. And these guys are fine with me talking about because they, they know. Like, Chris, I'm telling you, I truly, truly, truly believe that our group will change the suicide rate amongst vets in this country and in this country. I, I really, I have to believe it. That's the only way, again, I can get through the gray. I have to believe that I can. And I fucking know I can. I know we can.
0: On to Lastly, a football player that is one of my favorite players for, for a few years there, uh, Alden Smith. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's five years out of football. He had 42 sacks in three years. That puts him in rare company. I yeah. think it was uh, DT and, and, and Reggie White. That's mm-hmm. like it. So he was on fire and he was in my division. I used to love watching him play. He's making a comeback and he works out of your gym. You've been telling me about this for months. So right. give me the scoop on what's been yeah. going on with Alden.
1: That's funny. I didn't like Alden. You said you love him. I didn't like him. Yeah. Right. When he, when I met him. We were out one night and I was like, ooh, something's off here. Harris stand up in my back of my neck. think we may fight. I don't know. It's just, you know me, I'm always getting these scraps and, and uh, with always people that are way bigger than me because. That's the only thing most should
2: do. Most people.
1: Uh, it's, no, no, no. Bigger, not taller. <laughs> uh, uh, it was just sent off. Yeah. And uh, he came out here. He was living a sober living, going to AA. And uh, one of the guys on our advisory board, Jerry Steinberg, brought him in to Fox to meet me about MVP, about joining the MVP. And came in, met me that day. He seemed different. It just seemed... um he wasn't really blaming anybody else. He's like, I'm in sober living, trying to get sober, uh, interested in MVP. And I was, just gave the same spiel to him that I just gave to you about you know his value and what's behind his ribcage and, and between his ears. And so he started coming to MVP and he really started coming to MVP. And then he started opening up to guys and being vulnerable about his own sobriety. And about, he's lost 31 of his close friends in recent times to ODs and suicides. 31 of his close friends because he's in this sobriety world. And then when I finally heard from him, you know, about, you know, why he's not in the NFL, he's like, I screwed up, they don't owe me a shot. I'm the one who screwed this up. I stopped going to tests, I went in a dark place, my sickness took me there, it's on me. And I said, you wanna get back in the league? He goes, and I said, do you love football? He goes, I love football. Right, you wanna get back in the league? He goes, I'd love to get back in the league. I said, hey buddy, Uh, I got a pretty good system over here. and My my name, my word goes pretty well. Um, If you're up for it, let's go walk this walk together, dude, and get you back. And and I think you keep on the straight and narrow. And I said, let's get you back because your story is going to help a lot of other players. If you're willing to do that, I'm willing to take this walk with you. And he goes, Jay, that's what my dream is, to be able to use my experience. He goes, I've got a really fucked up story, and I know I can help a lot of these guys. And and a lot of these guys got to understand, like, you have to hit rock bottom. To come back. I wasn't at Rock Bottom. I, I've been at Rock Bottom. So we started training uh, seven months ago. He's been sober 10 months now. Okay. Clean this over 10 months for the first time in a long, in, in like his adult life. Um, hasn't missed a single MVP meeting. Even when we opened up MVP New York, he flew in and to talked to vets and players there about sobriety. Like this is not the same Alden Smith you knew. And he played at about 260. We got him right now at 287, absolutely freaking rock. This is the
0: part that's crazy to me. (laughs) Listen, all that is – it's amazing. I think the Waller kid in Oakland has gone a long way in talking about his issues and there's been players who have talked about addiction and whatnot. But I think Alden Smith has an opportunity to be a guy, as you put it, that can change a lot of people's lives. Because I I think he's physically capable of doing it. It's not like he's a bum. He was one of the best rushers yes. I'd ever seen.
1: Chris, you I don't understand know a what guy he looks either. like right now. You Justin Smith like,
0: got a lot of yeah. credit there. Justin Smith was an absolute dog. But Alden Smith was not a byproduct of Justin Smith. That no was doubt. a marriage. And yeah. Alden Smith, I can always, I'll always remember that game where he dog gave uh <laughs> in primetime. It's one of those games like, and I apologize to Philly fans, that it's like that OC game uh, yeah. where he had six sacks. Yeah. I remember where I was when I saw that game. And I just remember thinking this guy has got a chance to be the best pass rusher or one of the best pass rushers in the history of the game. So Dallas taking a flyer on him. He's 285. Uh, what do you, do you worry about him getting in a stance? I mean, he, he stood up most of his time in, in San Francisco. Do you worry about the football fit at all? Or you No, feel
1: like so when I tell you, like, we have him, the shape he's in, and, again, we've been quarantined, but before this, um, he was Greco-Roman pummeling five three-minute rounds. He's going five-minute rounds. His sprints, we had him, we have, you know, we do this all this violent hand fighting stuff where I'm getting guys not to hit my forearms, but smash my forearms, right? Hammerfist, which you and I have done, right? And we had him using this thing called the Raptor, which are these uh, resistance cords that are attached to this machine that's attached to the wall. And he stand on the line and put my hand up with these tie pads on, boom, and he's cracking them, and he's jumping off the line to go after the quarterback. He ripped this thing off the wall. Uh, you don't understand the people I've had on this thing, man. I've had Elaine Johnsons and the Dwayne Browns and the I think Jadavian clownies and the I mean guys are just gangsters on this thing and no one's ever ripped this thing off the wall. He's the first person that's ripped this thing off the wall and it was like, like it was almost like
2: stop the work. I don't know how to explain for a it. It yeah. was like
1: like what the whole gym was like. What in the heck? It's like we've had hundreds of players on this thing. No one's ever ripped it out of the wall before, and he wasn't trying to rip it out of the wall. He is so freaking explosive right now. And look, there's two ways you can look at it. You can look at it like, oh, he's 30 years old, or his body's at four years rest. Now, right,
2: fresh legs. But the,
1: but, the, but the crap he's put his body through, let's see where that, you know, he's put himself through a lot with his addiction. But the coolest thing that happened is when he, and, and the, the Cowboys connection was uh, Mike McCarthy, his daughter works out at our gym. So Mike flew out the gym. Uh, I was told uh, told Alden Mike's going to come out. Mike is actually on our advisory board of MVP, um, so we loved that Alden was part of it. Uh, he is, you know, one of our biggest donors, and um, he comes out to to see his daughter Alex, uh, and you know, check out MVP and all that. And him and Alden, man, just clicked like the two of them had grown up together. You'd think they were both old Irish guys from Pittsburgh. It was like it was unreal like <laughs> yeah. how much they bonded, and yeah. um, you know, Mike. My, what I was going to do for Alden is start releasing videos of how he looked and let every team see and and I was going to take up for him. Say, so, yeah, I've seen it firsthand. This is the guy who Alden Smith is now. This is who he used to be. I could talk up on his behalf because I've seen it and how many of our vets he's helped. Um, and he just said, no, I'm really connected with Mike. I, I want to go there. And right. the, Jim Thomas, there was his head coach uh, with the with 49ers and his D-line coach there. He's like, hey, I just, I want to go with Mike. And so... Okay, shoot. He just went straight there with the Cowboys. Um, but I've been sending them videos. <laughs> They're just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. dude, wait till you see him. Like, yeah. he is, again, I don't even know who to compare him to, Chris, because I haven't seen anybody at 290 with a V. I don't know who to compare him to. Maybe, see, Julius Peppers was too tall. I don't know who to compare him to.
2: Well, I'm
1: right I, here. I don't, ha- I don't have anybody. Huh?
0: I'm right here, okay? so I know you don't want to talk about me while I'm yeah, but you're
1: interview. like 6'2 or something. He's 6'2". I don't have a V. That's
0: the fucking joke. My yeah, shit is. Yeah, so
1: you're, in hell.
2: you're an L. You're
0: an I. Just straight up and down. Um, okay, well, cool. That, that hey, th- we, we covered a lot. Uh oh, no. Jay gave us the context on the big national news. I love it. Um, thanks for being so honest and uh and and, That's and all I got. Yeah, I mean you're 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 mostly an open book, which is why I wanted to get you on. And yeah. the, the jackpot for me is. We had this scheduled for before uh, Breaking Newsgate.
1: I would so, have done it for you anyway, brother.
0: Last night, you know, when we get off the call, somebody's like, Oh, you got Jay on tomorrow? <laughs> you need to look <laughs> at his mentions. I was like, Oh, yeah. We're going to talk uh, about I, this.
1: I talked to your Dad last night about talked because I saw too, like, trying to get, people are still Instagramming me about what a douchebag they think I am. Well, and, you know um, what they tell
0: me. It takes, you know, forty eight hours, and then it passes. But we're going to extend it a little bit because it's really a prolific it podcast.
2: That. So I don't it's really just do reset it's the clock. About it.
1: I know what I did. I know the job I did, and I know the job I'm doing here, and that's what the fuck I care about. And the world could hate me if I save somebody else's life tomorrow, man. That needs to be for all the people that me. hate me. I'm, I'm fucking good.
0: For all the people that newly hate Jay Jay Glazer, I bet you feel like a real asshole now. We talked about
2: MVP (laughs) for a while. We skipped that part
1: of the whole. By the way, I do want to throw something in. Yeah. So I don't know when you're airing this, but on Thursdays when we're doing this, right now we're giving this. Actually, MVP, we're doing a special MVP for first responders, for doctors and nurses and EMT and everybody on the front lines of this virus. Um, So we're doing a, a special one. If you are any of those people who just need a break from your day, it's going to be weekly till we get through this. Next Thursday, it won't be next Thursday because it's the draft. Uh, we're going to figure out another day, but go to our website, GetSomePlayers.org. We work out for a half hour just to get, just to get some sort of burn again and you know, have a little fun there and get releasing endorphins in your brain. But then after we huddle up, we, that's, we have our mental health talk. We just, we just hear each other out. We open up, and I'm sure you guys all need a break right now, so please go to our website, GetSomePlayers.org. We're here for you, man. We got your backs
0: you heard it vetsandplayers.org and that's jay glazer my friend um jay thanks for your time appreciate you please right. stay safe dude all right love you okay love you man see ya so that was jay glazer uh and again somebody that that i really like and somebody i've known for a long time he's a buddy i love the work he does with mvp um and none of that is none of that is fake uh jay really lives that stuff and um you know, he uh, he stepped in a little bit the way he broke the news here. But I think there's a lot of mitigating circumstances that that are relevant here. That's not to say that that should change your mind. Listen, we had this thing on the books for a couple of days. And last night when I got off that MVP call with Jay, I got a text from Macon. It was like, oh, you're getting Jay on tomorrow. You ne- you need to go look at Twitter. So I did. And I said, oh, this is, this is going to be a good one. So enjoy talking to Jay. Um, again, we will be back uh, early next week. I'm gonna try to get somebody on and talk about the draft. We're gonna talk about uh, the Jordan documentary coming up this weekend after it airs. Um, And next week, content picks up. Again, you've got the Jordan stuff Sunday night, you got the draft coming up. Uh, Hopefully, from a sports standpoint, we start to see a little bit uh, more news that can take our minds off of what's stressing everybody out, which is uh, this pandemic. Um, I hope that everybody's staying safe, staying inside and trying to keep the morale up um,
2: and check back with us uh, after the weekend. Y'all take care. Good.